there is a need for great tax preparation and there is money that can be left on the table. But rather than being a historian, yep. we should look forward and be really strategic about this is how we should think about tax going forward. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. All right, Better Wealth Nation, I want to welcome you to the newest family member on the Better Wealth team, Trevor Ward, not Trevor Wood, for those of you that know the team and have gone through our process. Trevor Ward, what's going on, my friend? Not a lot, Caleb, and it is fantastic to be part of this team. It's funny that you mentioned Trevor Wood because... We have team meetings all the time where someone says, oh, I'm going to meet with Trevor after this. And I like frantically check my calendar. I'm like, wait, what? And it's Trevor Wood. But I'm super excited to be part of the team. We are pumped to have you. Just give you a quick overview. You're a, you're a CPA, which is uh, we're really grateful to have someone that has gone through the rigorous uh, or How do you say that word? Rig rigorous rigorous task yeah. <laughs> of like understanding everything there is to know about tax side. But what makes you super unique is if people just assumed by seeing your title, they would assume that you would be running, you know, a tax company or being a coach and you can do all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you are helping us as it relates to content, business development, and really being one of my right hand people to make this message come to life. And so it's been a, it's been a fun, fun journey getting to know you, getting to know your heart. And um, man, I'm, I'm excited to go along this journey with you. And I am very excited to be taking the journey, honestly. It's funny that you mentioned that because I, so my LinkedIn, part of my tagline, I say I'm like the world's most exotic accountant, which I say that really as a joke because the stereotype is that accountants are boring. But that's something that I have learned just in the first part of my career is to never put yourself in a box because I started my career in public accounting and found out really quick that that was not what I wanted to do. Um, I'm too much of a people person. And to be honest, like all through college and high school, I loved writing and I loved more of the like history and creativity side of things. So for anyone out there that's listening to this, that feels like maybe they're not in like doing something that they love. Like you're taught, you're looking at the nerdy accountant turned like content writer. So anything is possible if you just go for it. Did you ever feel like you didn't belong? Like you're sitting in class, like, oh, <laughs> these are not my people. Or you're the kind of person that everyone loves. Or you're like, hey, for that season, you loved it. What was the deal there? So yes, when I worked at uh, Ernst & Young, it was really funny because I like, we would go out on weekends as a team and stuff and we go to bars or whatever. And I'm not a drinker, but so everyone would like be partying and having fun. But I was like still the coolest person there just because I like talked and wasn't like a total introvert. <laughs> so and I'm not like I'm not even just like saying that to brag. I literally was just the most I was the only non accountant in the room. So it was so, yes, there have been times where I'm like, yeah, I don't really fit in with everyone here so one thing i really value trevor is to get people's backstory and i and, the, and really the purpose of this podcast is to number one welcome you 
to the team. I want people to put a face to the name and they're going to be seeing and reading and whether it's directly or indirectly, they're going to be impacted greatly from you. And it's, it's an honor, man. It's an honor that you're on the team, but I, I would love for you to take us on a journey of where it all began. And I know you kind of hinted at, you know, CPA, Ernst and Young, all the, all this, all these things, but I would love to know like who you are at the core, your journey, and then why better wealth. Yeah. So my journey really started. So I spent two years in Nicaragua on a mission for my church. And while I was there for about half the time, I was the missions, like financial, basically the CFO of the mission. Like I wasn't getting paid. It was all volunteer. So that was really the first experience I had where I was managing money, but all related to a, a good cause and making things happen. That was kind of my first lesson of like, wow, money is really like in an, an enabler to help us do amazing things and really being a steward over money. That's kind of what sparked my interest in the world of finance and so when I was figuring out what I wanted to study, I thought, you know, accounting is a good skill to have and kind of drink the Kool-Aid of, oh, you'll have a really stable job that you can climb the ladder, which is true. But like I said, got there and was just like, man, I really, this is just not for me. And what was crazy though, is I stayed there for about three years, almost three years. And if you ask me why, I would say it's because I just didn't have financial runway. Mm. So that, that is something that it, I am really passionate about now is the, is being intentional with your money so that you're never in a place where you can't do something because, because you can't afford it or because there's a price tag that's associated yep. with it. So Long story short, I had a few jobs that I jumped between, did some and was sales it, jobs. The reason when you jumped, is it just like, it wasn't you? You hate, you really hated it? Or oh yeah. It, okay. Like full disclosure, I would not recommend this, but I literally like, I didn't give a two weeks notice. Like I just like wrote, I wrote my company an email and was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, mm. and looking back, I, I actually did go back and like put in my two weeks, like, sorry guys, like, I don't yeah. want to burn a bridge here, but, but yeah, it just wasn't, it was not me. And I thought I'm not going to spend two thirds of my life doing something that I hate. Yeah. And I was freaked out. Like I was scared. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but looking back, it was the best decision I ever made. Cause it led me here. What happened after that? You said you had a couple sales jobs. Yeah. So I had a couple sales jobs. Most recently I was working for a foreign currency brokerage firm. So just helping companies move money around the world. And that was really interesting. I got exposure to the currency markets and really started to just fall in love with that aspect of more forward-looking finance and was in more of a consulting role. And, but then I was still just like, there's just something missing here still. And I couldn't really put my finger on it until I just had this feeling like I looked at my friends and drew from my own experiences of, you know, having to say no or not being able to do something because there was money associated with it. And I thought, 
I've always thought it would be really cool to help people be intentional with their money. So that's kind of what led me to just being jumping to this career in general. And um, that in and of itself has been a journey, even just finding better wealth. When you say jump to this career, you were, you jumped to, okay, I'm not going to work at a brokerage or you were working in, in like currency game. You, you were like, I actually want to help people understand this whole money game and be more intentional. And so you had the tax side, but then you also did the financial planning side. What, what did that look like? And, and that's really where we met. And I'm wondering if you want to unpack like how we met and kind of the thought process that went through your brain from start to where you are now. It was really interesting because I knew I wanted to go into financial planning, but I really, I had no idea what that looked like. And I learned really quickly that not all financial advisors or financial planning is, it's not created equal, right? I I must have talked to over 20 different advisors from really small local family offices to like the big wirehouses and was just trying to learn everything I could about the industry. And everyone told me the same thing. Like, this is a really hard industry. It's hard to find clients. And the first thing I noticed was like, man, this industry is like, it just feels like it's decades behind every other industry in some ways. And so I actually started with an an IMO, which is like an insurance marketing organization. And the whole point of me going with them was, okay, well, supposedly they have like their marketing down and (laughs) they're going to help me do the hardest part of this. Right. right? And they did have some really good things. Like it's not a knock on anything that they were doing, but what really hit me is when it came time to help like friends and family, like my parents, it was like, man, I really want to give them like they have given me so much financially. I really want to do this the right way with them. And the way that I had been taught, it just didn't feel Instant, right. right? Yeah. yeah. Like I just, and I think that's the ultimate test. If you're offering a service or a product, like, would you sell it to your mom? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that, and, dude, that's a great, that's a great question. Yeah. I literally was like, no, I'm, I not like at this point, I was just going to recommend like something that anyone could go out and put their money into. And so that really hit me. And then fast forward a couple months, uh, I'm on a webinar, Better Wealth is doing, and it blew my mind because first off in this industry, I feel like there's a lot of like, oh, don't share your secrets. And you guys were literally just like sharing your secrets. To give the audience a little uh, context is, we had the opportunity to coach over 80 financial advisors or professionals in the space. And this webinar was us just sharing some of the things that we're doing. And people are so amazed that they're like, why are you sharing this with us? It's like, because I want you guys to learn this so that we could be more effective for our our industry. And then through that, that was a webinar that you were referencing. Yeah. Thank you for the context. First off, the thing that stuck out to me immediately is that the same passion that I had of looking at it through the lens of like, there is a huge crisis in America. And it's that people just don't understand money. Totally. And like, 
having gone through that myself and seen friends and family that are literally trapped by money and then you have people that are trying to kind of throw just like band-aids on the solution you guys were not doing that like you guys really truly were passionate about it and you could tell that you had a heart to serve and that came through in everything that you were doing even on this webinar so that was the first thing that really resonated with me coming across the first impression with better wealth that's incredible i remember you reaching out to us we had conversations and what was interesting it's like wow it is rare to have someone who's a cpa i say this with all due respect to all of our nerdy accountant listeners <laughs> um, i was like <laughs> it is it's crazy that it's like someone has the like knows all this stuff but also is so passionate and like you're wrote some linkedin art like posts that went pretty viral and it's like it's pretty pretty amazing and then i remember one day you know pointing you out to Dan on our team. And I was just like, man, let's highlight Trevor kind of deal. And I don't know if your ears were ringing because soon <laughs> after that, like we started talking and you're like, guys, I, and I want to steal your thunder here, but you just came to us and said, Hey, uh, maybe you want to share like that. What made you want to like approach us versus start your own? Yeah. So I literally was, I was in the middle of setting up. I had set up an LLC. I had been writing up business plans. I had a logo made, like <laughs> I was like full steam ahead and I was, I was going to do it. And that right after all that had happened is when I decided to take this course and it was like, this is how it needs to be done. Cause I literally thought like, this is the best way to go about, I mean, just building a business in general but specifically the way that you were reaching people and the passion that you had. And so I literally came to you and I just said, either I am going to build this half as well, maybe not even half as well as you guys are, or we can put our minds together and combine forces. And thankfully, and I'm very grateful that, I mean, that worked out well, and that's where we are today. Man, talk about a go-giver. It took me about 10 seconds into it, the conversation to know that if there's value created and, and if you have the right who, if you have the right person, it's it's a no-brainer. So we it really just came down to, all right, this is where we're at. This is where you're at. How do we create a win-win scenario? And we came down to three three areas. So you're going to be helping with content. Our emails, this is I'm, I'm publicly saying this because it's going to hold us all accountable. <laughs> Our emails are going to be... Way better. The bar's not set that high. It's going to be way better, and we're going to start building a community. Our written content's going to get a, a, a massive facelift, and our ability to have blogs and other areas to do Google SEO is also going to be a focus. On top of, really, this is where it comes to you and I being like that. You know, I don't know, like one-two punch is the business development. Like we are going to build the very best financial ambassador and partner program for all the people out there that want to help serve us, help share the message, help like continue to promote intentional living and efficiency and all this stuff. And I needed a who that could help like be an extension to building this. And it was funny because that was like exactly what you in a dream scenario would do. And so it's it just like, 
you can believe in coincidences or you can just say like, thank you. <laughs> thank you to having this whole, whole thing get set up. Yeah. One of my favorite books is The Alchemist. I don't know if you've read that one, but it's basically an allegory about how when you are pursuing your purpose in life, that everything in the universe works together to make mm. that happen. Um, the universe meaning, you know, whatever your belief is, if you have a belief in a higher power, whether it's a God or, but yeah. just that the right people and the right circumstances will present themselves at the same time. And this was totally like an alchemist situation where it's like, oh my gosh, like there is not a situation that could have yeah. worked better. And then I hear literally everyone's story on the team. And it's like, there's no way this was all a coincidence. And I really do think it's because when you try to do good things and make the world a better place, like what call it the universe call it whatever it is you want like yeah there's just almost like a guiding hand that will lead you well i think you you create a magnet to other people that think like you and and it's like you get quote unquote lucky but really it's just the people that you're around i i mean mm -hmm. dude we could have conversations all day long about the people that you spend time with if you do an audit of who they are you're the average of the people you spend time with and mm -hmm. it's you might not like hearing that, but it's true. And um, and when you start thinking that like that's why you you were on the webinar because you wanted business growth and you wanted to do it the right way. And our re message resonated because we were in it for the right reason. And so it's it's just one of those things that continues to compound. And um, definitely consistency is is also very key. Uh, Trevor, I want to pivot a little bit and talk about money principles that you've learned. Obviously, it's it's like drinking from a fire hose, but it's not like you didn't know anything about money before working with us. I mean, you were helping coach people on money. So if you had to take a step back and, and talk about a framework, talk about money ahas, what would those be for you? There's a lot of them. I think I sent you a video right after I finished your book, The End Asset. I was like holding the book and I was like, this blew my mind. And there's been more things every day where I think just to comment on that quickly, we even financial advisors and CPAs, like we think we understand money, but there's some really simple concepts that you don't even really need to add numbers to, or you don't need to talk about rate of return or like run Monte Carlo simulations or all these complicated things It's just really simple. One of the ones that really just kind of blew my mind was um, this idea of opportunity cost. I thought I knew what that was. Um, if you would have asked me a couple months ago, hey, what's the opportunity cost of buying a soda with your meal that was a dollar? I'd say, oh, well, it's a dollar of something else, you know, maybe a dollar of uh going towards a subscription for my business or whatever. But it's really the lifetime opportunity of that dollar. You know, say you and you could invest it and it's like how long is could that dollar grow? And where it gets really crazy is when you you talk about thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It, it, that's a really simple con like concept, but when you understand it, it 
changes for me it's changed the way i spend money and save money so that that was a really big one and it's really simple too it, yeah every decision we make has has consequences good or bad it's like you being on here with me right now you're not able to do 10 other things and mm -hmm. you that that one thing that you could do could you, you know you could always play that game it's like um it's it's almost a miracle that we are married to the people that we're married kind of deal because it's like if one thing changed like you know um but at the end of the day same thing that goes with your our money and you articulated this really well the lifetime opportunity of a dollar i say lifetime value and it's kind of the same thing it's like the value represents the, the future value the compounded rate but then also the control rate but i really like opportunity as well because it is so true it, it depends on what you do with that opportunity for some people it might not be that magical but for others, it literally could be millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, yeah. it's one of those things that we try to try to preach. And it's crazy that you went through school and worked years in the whole money game and that only clicked till recently. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it really, it really is because it's a pretty, it's just a, a paradigm shift more yeah. than anything and how you look at money. I mean, there's, there's a lot of other things that really have stuck out to me that have just shifted the way that I've learned a lot of that coming from better wealth. I think the other one is just the, the money formula that you talk about in and asset of just having, yes, I've always had this idea of compounding and how important that is, but then on the other side, there's the control aspect and I'm like, oh, like. And I felt that as I was going, trying to blaze my own trail, like I'm not making a salary, I'm paying expenses to set up a business, which I think is, can be one of the best investments that you make. But I literally had that decision of like, do I invest this money right now or do I control it? And the whole concept of you don't have to choose it's, it's incredible. It's so powerful. There are so many entrepreneurs and um, I mean, not even entrepreneurs, there are just so many people that if they just understood that, yep. it's like a whole new world opens up to them. Yeah, dude, that's, that's powerful. It is. <laughs> and that's well, why you wrote about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's super interesting. It also ultimately goes back to money being a tool to live the life that you want and that at the core needs to be understood because i think a lot of people just have a negative view of money and that shows up in every area of their life um, i'm curious any other epiphanies on this journey counting tax i mean we could tease we, we will have one of the best tax programs coming soon to a city near you so stay tuned if you uh hmm. you don't like overpaying on your taxes we're going to be your best friends but so what have you learned just again through that journey, but then also just in your own personal life? Cause I know that you've had a lot of personal growth these last couple of years as well. Yeah. So I think when it comes to tax, tax is really interesting because it's like, we're all bound by this mutual hatred of tax, <laughs> the necessary yeah. evil that is tax, but we all think about tax the wrong way as well. And I think it's because we're so, it's just the thing that we think about 
you know, when once the end of the year rolls around, February, March, April, oh, I need to do my taxes. And you even see it in all the advertisements for all the software and the, the tax prep firms. They'll say, we'll get you your maximum refund. Yep. And it's like, okay, that's great. And yes, that is important. There is a need for great tax preparation and there is money that can be left on the table. But rather than being a historian, yep. we should look forward and be really strategic about this is what, this is how we should think about tax going forward. Mm-hmm. And the reason it, yes, it's a necessary evil, but it doesn't always, like it doesn't have to be right. to such a large extent, right? right? Like the wealthiest people I know, they, they don't view it as a necessary evil. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to pay some taxes, but there's so many ways that you can legally avoid paying more tax than you should, right. which is huge because like for some people, that's 30, 40% of everything they make. And when you go back to that principle of it's the lifetime opportunity of that 30, 40%, that is a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, you th- imagine putting opportunity costs with taxes. Like if you're able to help save someone 15, $20,000 of taxes. And sometimes, I mean, we've seen case studies of three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 because of entity structures, corporations. Like I won't even go down the rabbit hole, but like of actual tax strategy. We're not, we're not talking about the philosophy of not having your money in a tax deferred account. We're talking about like actual tax strategy that saves you significant amount of money over your lifetime. Man, we're talking about millions of dollars. And what's interesting is what I would love to do is we're going to track every tax savings that we have for somebody. And then we're going to put on a lost opportunity cost calculator. I mean, come on, why, why wouldn't we, you know, it's a, we're already gonna, if we're already gonna be the nerdy accountants, we're gonna, (laughs) and, and give it, give us 10 years. And we, who knows, we may be in a ballpark when you put opportunity costs, being able to say we've saved 250 million or half a billion dollars. Think about the impact that that's going to have on the next generation. That's huge. You got got me all fired up, man. Uh, Yeah, it's not hard. All right, Trevor, before we wrap this up, anything else that you want to say just and what you're seeing in the world and where where things are going? Yeah, so just this morning, I was reading about uh, Biden's proposed tax spending, or sorry, his proposed government spending. And I mean, which is tax, tax spending, spending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where your and, precious dollars are going. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, not to make a political statement at all, but the just the fact of the matter is taxes are going to increase to fund all of this. Yep. Um, either that or printing more money, which can be detrimental to society either way. And yep. so I think that's the other realization I've had is just, man, this is why it pays to be intentional. And you can't just take whatever hand the government or the world or the economy gives you, because especially with taxes, right? Like there are ways if you know what the changes are, or you know someone that knows and can guide you, it's just not something you need to worry about. But I know most, I see a lot of fear and uncertainty, and that's exactly what we are trying to eliminate 
because I think unlocking intentional living is the opposite of that. You're not being acted upon. You are acting and taking control. There's a proactiveness and there's a energy behind really seeing what's going on and being able to say, I'm going to play offense versus defense. Exactly. I think majority of people, when they see the world, there's a trend and Mm -hmm. you don't see a trend. Give us a call. (laughs) We'll, we'll, we'll point you in the right. We'll show you potential of the problem. You know, I, I did a video today on understanding the problem and you not only need to know the external problem, you also have to know the internal problems that people are facing in their own life. And then also the mental and spiritual problems that people are facing. And it's like, there's a lot of things coming at us. It doesn't help that there's so many external issues. Like inflation is going to be a big thing coming up here, but it also like internally people's mental health. It already is. Yeah. It already yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. What I, how I love to end these shows is the legacy question. And the legacy mm-hmm. question goes something like this. If this is your last day on earth, which hopefully will be for many, many years. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> if this is your last day on earth and you're with the people that you love the most, what would you make sure to pass on in that last conversation? Ooh, that's a good one. You know, I think if, if I could pass on any one message, it's just to take a second and ask yourself regularly, am I happy? And am I doing what makes me happy? And I think a lot of the time, the answer is not going to be in how much money you have or how big your house is, or it's going to be in who have you spent your time with? How have you spent it with them? And who have you helped? What impact have you made on the world or even just the people that are closest to you? And so I think it would just be encouragement to focus on what is truly most important, which will look slightly different for each person, but it's usually your relationship with a higher power or God, your family and friends. And I think that's pretty much it and yourself and becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah. You're, you're a wealthy person. If you're able to be around the people that you want to be around when you want to be around them (laughs) doing what do you want to do? And I know that sounds like a very selfish thing, but it's, it truly is an intentional thing. And I think we, you know, taking this one step further, we find that the only true fulfillment is serving, serving God and serving other people. And I think, you know, that's at the end of the day, it's a fulfilling life, but a lot of people are unable to live to a fraction of that because of money and how they view money. So and here man, we've come full circle. I know. I love it. We, we planned it that way, right? It was all in <laughs> yeah. a script. I don't think the moment I start scripting my podcast, you know, we're in trouble. So yeah, like uh, you got hit over the head or something. I, because... Something. I, I don't know. It's going to be, that'd be quite the day. Um, how can people hear more, like learn more about what you're up to contact you, welcome you to the better wealth team. And I also want to plug, we're in the midst of a LinkedIn influencer, ladies and oh gentlemen. So if you want to take your LinkedIn, your LinkedIn game to the next level, you have to be connected with T Ward, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, that's very kind of you to say. I am not a LinkedIn influencer, but if you want to connect on LinkedIn, I love just making new connections there. Um, so yeah, Trevor Ward CPA, you can find me there. 
or you can even shoot me an email and say hi tward at betterwealth.com and I will do my best to respond because I would love to meet some of our listeners and just Better Wealth Nation. I love it, guys. Well, thank you so much for just being in our world. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. And if you're listening to this on the podcast and you it, it happens to be an Apple and you have not taken three minutes to do a five-star Apple review, we would truly, it would truly mean the world to review the podcast. I might call you out, Trevor. I don't know if you've reviewed the podcast. I, uh, I haven't yet. <laughs> I'm going be like, to you right now. The guests are like so high like the the people on the show are just like the most thoughtful <laughs> amazing people anyways thank you guys so much have a very intentional rest of your day see you guys thank you so much for listening to the better wealth podcast it would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe leave a review and share this with the people that you know and love